This episode of Myo Matters is proudly sponsored by Evidence for Exercise. Visit Evidence for Exercise today to add evidence-based exercise prescription to your clinical repertoire in one easy step at www.evidenceforexercise.org. Hello and welcome to Myo Matters. It is such a pleasure to have you with us for today's podcast. I am your host, Tessa Veria, and today I'm joined by a man who taps numbers on calculators most days lives and breathes for June 30, and has a great passion for startup businesses. Michael is a chartered accountant and the founder at The Accountables. He loves the hustle of a new business as they find their way through GST, payroll, cash flow, strategic management, and business planning. Today is here to help us understand common mistakes of startups, such as what to know before you know, financial forecasting, and how to process business in 2020. Please welcome from The Accountables, Michael Hall. Thank you so much for having me, Tessa. No worries. It's a pleasure to have you. And thanks for joining us. As I know, 2020 is probably very busy for most accountants. Yes, it is. It's a hell of a time for us. Uh, I appreciate all of our clients having a lot of patience with us during this time. Um, And again, thank you to the ATO commissioner for extending that to us as well. Now, Michael, to start with, um, I know you love working with startups for the excitement and the whole learning process. What are the most common things that people didn't know when starting a business that you think they should have known? This is one of those things I think we were talking about just before the podcast where it's a shame we've only got a limited time uh, because there's a lot to fit in here. So I'll try and work (laughs) through succinctly Uh, in no particular order. One of the big ones is getting proper advice. Um, I've seen countless times uh, where a budding business has tried to keep things lean and I get it. Look, cash flow is king. It's very important. Uh, but these things, such as proper advice, should not be viewed uh, as costs to the business. They're investments in yourself and your business. I've seen too many times where it's cost an arm and a leg down the road uh, for someone who could have got the proper advice up front, um, and, and it, it would never become an issue in the end. Uh, I think also setting expectations, both of yourself and any of the, uh, we call them stakeholders in the accounting industry, but these people are family members, any other people involved in the business. Um, because one of the things that business owners aren't going to realize is is there's a lot more to just being the technician. So you might be very good at what you do, but you've also got to wear the manager's hat and you've got to wear the entrepreneur's hat. Uh, And that can be somewhat a steep learning curve for, you know, the budding business owner. Uh, Beginning with the end in mind. So I stole this from Stephen Covey. Uh, Thank you, Stephen. Uh, (laughs) This is in relation to, you've got to understand that you know, your business isn't exactly your, your actual identity as you go through this journey. It's simply the vehicle you should be using to achieve your goals. So have a very good understanding of why you're doing what you're doing and what you're doing it for. And that's going to help you because the days that motivation uh, isn't there for you, this, this is the kind of thing that's going to get you up in the morning and get you doing what you need to be doing to achieve your goals. And look, it says during the current environment, uh, if you're struggling, reach out to people. Yes. Uh, no one ever achieved anything good uh, or great uh, without standing on the shoulders of giants. Uh, and I take this with myself and try and give this advice wherever I can. You don't have to do everything yourself. Focus on your strengths. And I generally say, look, pay people to cover up your weaknesses or at least uh, pad them, I say. <laughs> um, and the last point here uh, that I'd like to address is in relation to feedback. So one of the things that's going to be very useful for the business owner or someone who's setting a goal in any respect Go find people who have done what you already want to achieve. Don't ask them what they did right. Ask them what they did wrong. Uh, If you ask them what they did right, they're going to have a very different set of circumstances, skills to you most likely. But if you ask them what they did wrong, chances are you 
probably can avoid the same mistakes and uh, ask how they overcame those those challenges as they grew throughout their business or whatever goal it is you're asking them about. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really good point in terms of definitely learning from the mistakes is a huge thing in business and people often need to make the mistakes to learn from them, but hopefully in business, they're not too big because um, they can get very pricey very quickly. Yes. Um, and I know as an accountant, you probably have seen all of these mistakes made a hundred times, but they don't cost you anything at this point. <laughs> no, no. And the main thing to focus on here is I can guarantee you the correct advisors for your business, they're worth their weight in gold. Yes. Um, they can turn night into day and vice versa. Um, but you need those people in your back pocket to be able to pull on those strings when you need to have them pulled. Yeah, absolutely. I always say to business owners, you know, like for us as manual therapists, I'm a myotherapy and I'm great at manual therapies. Um, but you, you're an accountant and you're good at doing accounting. So let you do your job, me do my job. Um, so I think it's important that we look at that aspect as well and that we get advice from people that are trained in that, which is you guys for sure. Definitely. Now, Michael, financial forecasting can be quite a complex task for those that don't have the experience. And I know you always are encouraging us to get advice from people that know what this is about. So we're able to have those people in our back pocket. How important do you think financial forecasting is for small businesses? And what advice do you give to someone that I guess is wanting to start to do that? So this really comes down to being reactive versus proactive in business. One of the fun things about business or, or one of the things that people find somewhat enjoyable about business is we're making our own assumptions about things and we're testing those assumptions. Um, if we weren't going to do that, we'd just go to a job and follow other people's assumptions. So <laughs> the business owner can sometimes forget that the figures behind whatever you're doing tell the story of what you are doing in reality. Um, it's very hard unless you've got a very creative accountant. Uh, <laughs> usually the figures don't lie too much. Um, and sometimes this can be overlooked by the business owner. I've seen plenty of times where the business owner is getting very excited about a big sale or anything like that. And they think immediately in their head, oh, I've just made X. Um, but what they haven't considered is cost Y or um, something that's coming up in the future that they need to pay or any of these type of things can, can arise in business. Yeah. <clears throat> and if I can bring things home for a second, back into the accounting world, um, some business owners are only seeing their accountant once a year. Um, so generally for a small business, your tax isn't due if you're lodging through a tax agent till 15th of May the following year. Now you can have transactions in the 1st of July. So for example, 1st July, 2020, you're probably not talking to your accountant at the end of the day, maybe until 5th of July, uh, sorry, 15th of May, 2022. So that's almost 18 months, actually actual finance transaction has taken place. Yes. Um, and that's, that's very reactive. You, you can't do much about something that's already 18 months old. So I'd, I'd, I'd stress to business owners, look, find an advisor that works well for you and fits within your budget and what you're doing in business and at least sit, them, sit down with them at least once a quarter, I would say. I think a three-month period is enough to make some good assumptions about what's coming up in the following three months mm -hmm. and also test our assumptions on what's happened in the last three months. Um, and I think that's very important in business. Look, at the end of the day, um, nothing ever goes to plan in business. Um, However, if we're forecasting, particularly in the, in the financial sense, then we can at least adapt and try and uh, provision for anything that might be coming up rather than simply being in a reactive position. Uh, as the old saying goes, fail to plan, plan to fail. <laughs> Do you find, Michael, that financial forecasting for businesses 
can help them plan other goals in the business in terms of this is obviously financially what I'm anticipating will happen. These are what I need to do with my prices or my staff or buying new equipment. Do you find that that helps in those decision makings and goals as well? Oh, of course. Uh, One of the things that I love sitting down with clients is talking about margin. Uh, So margin for those that are uh, sort of from the business uneducated out there is effectively what you're making per unit of sale or per hour or per any measure of thing that you do within your business. Uh, At the end of the day, that margin is going to add up and that's what's going to form your profits. And your profits are what you're keeping at the end of the day. I always like to say to business owners, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. <laughs> um, so having a good financial, uh, I said, I would generally say an accounting system normally um, or bookkeeping system or some type of system that manages your finance uh, or the finance aspect of your business can really be utilized uh, to um, greatly enhance your business. Uh, as you were saying, Tessa, you know, analyzing, look, what am I making per X or uh, how are my products uh, compared to market or you know, any number of things. I mean, we can pull this apart uh, for a very, very long time. Um, but at the end of the day, realize again that having this financial investment in your business um, is exactly that. It's an investment. Uh, and you can actually utilize that to propel your business forward a lot quicker than you may have ever intended to. Or uh, it gives you a lot more control, I would say, at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I think it's such a core aspect to then all the other things that happen in your business because your business goes nowhere without money let's face it yes cash flow is always king particularly in small business Uh, but one of the things to touch on there from a financial perspective is and and look a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about today it all ties in with each other particularly around having the right advisors for your business Mm. just because you don't have the cash to do something in your business uh, doesn't mean you are unable to do it Um, you may have access to financing um, or you can sell your debtors or, you know, there's, there's any which way to pull these kind of things. The point being is the general uh, person starting off in business just simply doesn't know what they don't know. Uh, and that's not their fault, uh, but what can be their fault if they don't, you know, kind of accept that reality and, and, and go out there and get really good advice and set up proper systems from the start. I can guarantee you uh, I've been in this industry for probably just over six years now. Uh, countless times I've seen not having systems set up from the start uh, bite people in the back. Yeah. I can, a, imagine, I can imagine it definitely is by not having the foundation, the rest of it just falls apart on you. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, I'm a very big fan of viewing uh, businesses as a collection of systems. Uh, it helps mm-hmm. take away some of the emotion out of the decisions we need to make in business. Yes. Um, and like I said, the numbers are very usually don't lie. Uh, so it's going to give you a bit of a reality check on what's actually happening fundamentally in the business at the end of the day um and look the more the more you're going to be be able to deal with reality on reality's basis the better you're going to do going forward um really testing your assumptions and look the financial forecasting is simply just one element of that and like i said at the outset of this little section here is that one of the reasons we go into business truly is sometimes to test our assumptions we think we can we can do something better or different in business uh and look you really need to uh, sorry, I can't stress enough the importance of the financial side of that, definitely. Now, 2020 has certainly been one hell of a wild ride for everyone. Um, we've seen some pretty unprecedented business operations and changes in the way that we do things. If you can advise on one thing to help people in 2020 in business, what would it be? Look, I can never keep it to one thing, uh, but I'll, I'll <laughs> try and give three. I'll, I'll try and give three. I'll allow three then. <laughs> Very good. 
so the first one is just to reiterate what we, we talked about at the top of the show. Uh, this is about reaching out to people. Um, you know, I've, I fell trapped to this when I started my own business. Um, I thought I had to be everything and do everything. Uh, and that can be overwhelming, particularly when, you know, we're in, in such uncertain times like this where certain businesses aren't allowed to trade or, mm. you know, it's, it's obviously a very different economic environment uh, and, and even a di- different social environment, in fact, than we were in, um, you know, a year ago. Uh, yeah. So it's been a hell of a 12 months. But at the end of the day, understand that you should try and change your perspective around your identity is not your business necessarily. Um, one of the examples I'd love to give is if I'm the CEO of a company that I've built, um, you'll, you'll find sometimes it's very hard for that, that leader to let go because it's their baby. It's what they created. It is their identity. Um, however, you can simply change your perspective on how you're looking at things and say, look, well, if I'm the CEO, I'm the type of person that you know, likes building things and setting things in order and, and I have a vision. Uh, that's very different to, look, I created this company and you know, I'm all about this and I work endless hours. And, and those two things, I think, from a mental perspective, which is probably one of the most things, uh, most important things to talk about at this time, uh, can have a very different impact uh, on, on the business owner generally. The second one there is use this uh, uncertain time as opportunity. Um, test your assumptions about what you're doing and why. One of, the, one of the things that was forced upon all of us, particularly in the professional services industry and all industries, was you don't get to sit down face-to-face, you know, at least for a period in time there. So if you're an ongoing business, you had to adapt uh, and you had to find ways to still deliver the same quality of service, um, but you just wouldn't be able to, you know, you can't do the look them in the eye and shake them on the hand. You know, it was looking through Zoom or, um, you know, and doing a virtual handshake or something like that. Uh, so, you know, take the opportunity if, if you are, if things are slowing down, really question your assumptions about, you know, why you're doing things in business and, you know, how you're going about that. Um, and the third thing is uh, more along the lines of trying to use this time as an opportunity is if you're not doing what you should be doing, now is a fantastic time to realign effectively and go do, uh, and that, that comes from, you know, very deep personal questions of, of themselves, I guess. But um, generally, I find there's never been a better opportunity um, because we're now not in a position where I guess there's so many distractions all the time. We've got a bit, at least from a personal breathing space, we can really ask ourselves, look, am I doing what I should be doing at the end of the day? Um, and again, ties into the, this whole idea of begin with the end in mind. What do you want out of life? Use your business as a vehicle to achieve those goals in life. Um, and I think you'll do very well generally. I think that's some really great advice for 2020 because I think so many people as they have had lockdowns, I guess, imposed on them and their businesses are essentially nothing at this point because they cannot function them to realize what is outside of that. And I think it's really interesting for someone from a perspective like yourself as accounting for someone to actually look at that and say, is your business where you want to be? Is it what you want it to be? And is, and that it doesn't actually make up you. I think that's such a nice thing to come from someone in your world as well. Um, do you find that there at this time, there has been that more emotional attachment to people's businesses and what they are doing, or are you finding people are wanting to detach and move to where they maybe want to better spend their time that it turns out small business does not give you a work-life balance. Um, <laughs> what are you finding is happening at these times? I feel like my role over the last uh, 12 months, if I'm looking at it uh, from, a, I guess, a purely compliance one to, I seem to be more of a personal coach these days, uh, just trying to <laughs> help people separate, you know, uh, these kind of issues that everyone's going through at, at some degree. 
Um, you know, in relation to, is this what they should be doing? Uh, you'd be very surprised uh, the amount of business owners that have been trading forever and a day, um, anything from the mum and dad fish and ship shop to, you know, the constructing, uh, sorry, the, like the developer who's turning over 40 mil a year. Um, I asked them, well, why are you doing what you're doing? What's the goal here? And uh, it's been at least uh, 50 to 60% of them have said, look, I, I, I actually have never asked myself that, um, which indicates to me, look, they're just kind of following the steps. Um, and look, from a very personal perspective, I'm not too sure how that adds up at the end of the day in terms of satisfaction. Um, but look, like I said, set very audacious goals and chase them. Um, and again, don't attach so much of your identity to your business that everything will fall over at the same time. Yeah. Um, as long as you're, as long as you're keeping those things in mind, as you're going throughout, you know, the processes and the rigmarole, uh, look, you will stay on course effectively. Um, and if it's not right for you, have the self-awareness to admit that to yourself, understand that you are not your business necessarily. And, you know, people are there to help, you know, um, like I know personally, I've been very fortunate, um, in a position where I can give a lot of free advice, uh, during these times. Cause at the end of the day, for me personally, it's about getting through the other side. Um, you know, we can always print more money. Um, you can't print more time. So yeah. it's very important. Oh, very, very important at this point. And I think those maybe are in lockdown to appreciate the time that they have had to take away from their businesses that they may not have otherwise had as well, which is really important. Mm. Um, and probably not the most positive um, aspect because I think it is getting very tedious lockdown for many, um, which is just the way that it is, unfortunately. Um, I guess a random question for you, Michael. If someone said, I want to do a startup business, would you say, yes, go ahead? Are you a fan of this? Do you think people should chase those? I'm a big fan of chasing dreams. Yes. So as long as they're doing things for the right reason, uh, as long as they're being honest with themselves and look, that individual is the only person who can answer those questions honestly. Um, I've again, look, part of my role as well uh, as the accountant is to help people decide, look, is, is this the right thing for me? Um, you know, as I was touching on before, it's become a lot more personable um, in terms of what we're doing in the accounting world. Like we're really trying to help business owners understand both the financial aspect and implications of the times as yes. well as the emotional. Um, so yeah, at the end of the day, it really comes down to, look, are you doing what you should be doing? And if not change it, have the self-awareness to, to admit that to yourself and understand, like I said, people are there to help. Um, so what, what are some of the good reasons to go into business? One is, look, I want to create a better future for myself. Yes. Um, and, and that you're going to be doing something differently in business. Not that you can't be doing the same thing in business. I mean, every accountant at the end of the day, they should be doing the same thing. But the thing that, you know, for example, that we do differently is um, I like actually genuinely sitting down with a business owner and getting to know why they do what they do. Uh, because, you know, it's, the accounting is only one aspect of business. Uh, tax is only one aspect of business. Uh, financial planning is only one aspect of wealth, you know, uh, however you define it, I suppose. Uh, so look, I guess to summarize in that question, it really comes down to, are you, what reasons are you doing things for? Go see some advisors, go talk to an accountant, go talk to a lawyer. Most of them will give you the time of day for free, you know, at least a, a coffee catch up or something like that. Um, and just pick their brain and say, hey, look, here's what I'm thinking you're doing. What do you think? Uh, because they're going to be able to offer invaluable experience, um, having obviously been, uh, I guess, exposed to a hell of a lot more than usually just the, like I said, uh, the technician. Uh, so the technician is usually the person who, like the baker. The baker is the person who says, look, I'm a really good baker. I love baking bread. I'm going to open a bakery. 
but those things can be so far detached from each other in terms of running <laughs> a bakery to baking bread. Like obviously, yes, make good bread if you want to be a baker. Uh, but you know, like I said, wearing those two other hats, meaning, meaning the manager and the entrepreneur, uh, that's where I find the technician obviously needs some help. So yeah, get some help wearing your hats. Alrighty, I'm sure so many people in business, startups, grow ups, left behinds or in betweens have all taken away so much helpful advice from today. Um, and hopefully we'll finish 2020 on a really strong note, Michael. Do you have any final advice or notes to leave us with? What I would like to do, Tessa, is to ask you a question in terms of yes. breaking assumptions. So it's going backwards, but ask away. From the content that we've covered today, I've given the yeah. very the very accounting answers to things. Um, do you have any any myo flavor to to put on on this to kind of leave the the listeners with some some myo advice yes really interesting because i guess a lot of myos do go into their own business because we are not predominantly staffed we go as subcontractors or on our own so this topic i think is really big for myos and i think some of the advice that i think is really valuable for myotherapists out of everything today is you guys are the technicians you are the myotherapist and no doubt you guys are amazing at what you do and your practice but remember michael or your accountants are the technicians in the portion of running your business so remember that stick to what you are good at which is myotherapy and really reach out and use the people around you such as solicitors accountants previous business owners, other clinics to help guide you through the startup as your business. Um, many think because I am good at what I do, I can open a business. This is a really terrible concept to get into your mind to start with. It will forever fail you and forever, um, I guess, pull the wool over your eyes. Remember, you are good at what you do. Seek advice. And it is about learning just like you learned to be a myotherapist. You need to learn how to run a business. So it is really important to invest. Invest is the key word. Invest in learning how to run a business, how to understand business so you can be successful in business and in myotherapy together. So that's how I think we maybe can combine a world which personally I am not a giant fan of. Accounting was not what I loved, but um, I had to learn it to run a business. And I really do appreciate the value that it has to grow a career and grow something bigger than myself in my industry, which is really important. And I think to do that, you do need to really take hold of people in your life that um, are here to help and here to take you on your journey with you. Thanks for taking us through all things startup and financials for our businesses today, Michael. It's been a pleasure to have you with us and I'm sure our listeners have taken so much away from today. Again, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's been a great pleasure. Thanks to our listeners for tuning in today and we hope you get inspired to get everything financial rolling in your business and find the same love for numbers as our guest today. Now, don't forget to visit our online store and check out what Business PD is available to support your start, guide and growth within your practice. We look forward to seeing you again in Myo Matters from Myotherapy Australia. Myo.